What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Take, where I, along with my co-host Nat and Lawrence, give you our hottest takes on all things NBA. And as we all know full and well, unless you've been living under a rock, the Milwaukee Bucks are now the NBA champions. Best in the world. Who would have thought? Led by this man right here. This guy. <laughs> Giannis Adedekumpo, NBA Finals MVP. He's won multi he's been he's won back-to-back MVPs, defensive player of the year in the same year as winning an MVP. Mm-hmm. Now he has an finals MVP. Don't forget, most improved player, by the way. He won most improved player, I think 2016, I believe, or 2017. Most improved player. I forget. But the, the the stats that I just list, listed for you, that's one. He is one of three players to do that alongside mm. Hakeem Olajuwon and, of course, the GOAT, Michael Jordan. Oh, that's what I said. I, I was like, LeBron didn't win that yet. But um, I will no, add no, this, no. though. The Hakeem Olajuwon won all that, all three of those awards in the same year. Just to just clarify that. <laughs> Better there than Jordan. we go. Look at that. You know, so well, I don't know about that. That's because Michael <laughs> Jordan wasn't playing there in that time. But hey, I digress. I digress. Man, like, so we both watched the game live, right? We watched in our own capacity. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a shadow of a doubt in your mind that the Bucks were going to win this game? You mean like, like, did I did I doubt that the Bucks would win or that the, that the Suns? Was would there win? any moment that that you were like, oh man, I don't think they got this. I think Phoenix is going to take it. No. Because there was one point that Giannis just couldn't, couldn't, wait, Giannis could not miss. Sorry, I couldn't. Yes. I was like, yeah, like Giannis just kept hitting his, his fadeaway shots, just straight up, just diving. In the third in. and fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. And then, all right, again, like I have bad memory, but was, was game six the game where Middleton, who's absolutely gassed, just goes for this fadeaway shot on the right-hand side of the court. Yes. And it goes in and puts him up, I believe, six. Yes. After that, I was like, all right, this game's over. Like, Middleton should have just clutched it. He clutched it. Clutch Gene. Yeah. But yeah, Bucks, um, Bucks are going to win that easy. It, it just seemed like it, especially with, with Aiden not be, being the player that he was throughout the whole series, should have just shrinked in this moment. Yeah, I was like, all right, it's over. And also... Dominating also, God dominated. Yes. And also, who, who could forget Scott Foster? I mean, come on. Who could forget? Oh, <laughs> oh, and thirteen against Scott Foster for, in for the Chris Paul yeah. teams. <laughs> um, so a couple things: the the first quarter, right? The Bucks go out to that early lead, and then the second quarter, it was flipped. Suns go on a crazy run led by Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Props to Chris Paul, by the way, because unlike D. Book and DeAndre Ayton, he did not fatal. You know, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, show up like he showed up you know he put put his team on his back as much as he possibly could um but even when they took the lead in the second quarter i was like there's no way uh, the way the bucks were playing even though they they let the the suns kind of take that lead yeah going in like I, it was just i knew full and well that the milwaukee bucks were going to win that night and it's honestly because of Giannis. like he really truly willed his team to a victory, because think about it. Drew Holiday didn't play particularly well. No. Chris Middleton didn't play particularly well. Aside from Giannis, the only person that produced, you know, offensively, Bobby Portis, crazy eyes. <laughs> yeah. 
you had a couple you had the 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 statue of liberty dunk by brooke lopez you know mm-hmm. you got some good brooke lopez minutes pj tucker i don't even think pj tucker did he even no z- zero points zero points yeah yeah he had a goose egg yep but Giannis this should have man, carried that game he carried for real 50 points like let me ask you when 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 he had 49 right was it bugging <laughs> you like he has to get at least 50 yes yes he i told to you guys 50. i was like please for the love of God, just foul this man. Go make at least one and then make it 50 points. Just, you know, just for the carry on top for that night. And he did it. I'm glad. Also, no, look, mean, at, like, look honestly, at Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday played 46 minutes that, that night. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. What was his, read, read us the stat line. What was the stat line? Actually, he did, well, I mean, from the stats, pretty, pretty well. Uh, nine rebounds, 11 assists, and 12 points for Drew playing on 46 minutes. It's not almost, you know, almost a trip to, to a double. So it's pretty good. Like it, what fascinates me though, is there's a, a stretch of time for like a quarter, quarter and a half where it was only Giannis producing for the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, truly, I think at one point, no one could stop I think though. they flashed a stat where it was like, he was like, the, the like Giannis went something like, I don't know. I'm just throwing out numbers here. Like he went like, I don't know, nine for like 14 in the quarter, quarter and a half. Whereas the rest of the Bucks team went two for 11. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, literally carried. You know what this reminded me of? This is very reminiscent of the 1998 NBA finals. Michael Jordan literally carrying his team to a victory to close out the Utah Jazz. Scottie Pippen had his back. He couldn't mm-hmm. even run up and down the court. Dennis Rodman was hung over. You know, <laughs> he wasn't giving you anything offensively. Yeah. Luke Longley, like, you know, guys like that, they're, they're not producing. He literally carried his team. That That's what Giannis reminded me of. It was very reminiscent of Michael Jordan. Props to Giannis, man. First and foremost, that that was. And we, plus Giannis did the that. previous game. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I thought the previous games were like his masterpiece. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But to end and and close out the, the series with a 50-point game. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he did it also defensively. He had five blocks. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Double-double and five blocks. I'm sorry, you were going to say? No, I was going to add that, that Giannis did this, and he's not the most offensively gifted person in terms of, I'm sorry, in terms of a shot or a three-point outside right. shot. You know, usually looking at the Bucks, you kind of count on Middleton to be the offensive um, firepower, the the main source rather. But Giannis just did a straight up, just dominating the paint, getting his way, free throws especially. He only missed two out of the nineteen shots that he uh, that he How had. How wild is that? Yeah, <laughs> clutch, bro, clutch. It is clutch. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it did it better than Jordan in, in a sense, and that uh, he was not as offensively oh. gifted. Yeah, but um, you know. <laughs> you know, shot, shots aside, um, I wanted to add this in terms of his free throw shooting. I, I we mentioned this on the show before. I brought mm-hmm. it up, especially for me personally. I was taught the less time at the free throw line, the more efficient you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And if you notice over the last few games, including Game Six, where they close out the series, he's not taking you know twelve to fourteen seconds to get his shot off. It yeah. was a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. It was. It was within the 10 second. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think home court also played a that's big what he part needed. in that. But... Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, the, the other main thing that stuck out to me that 
you know, we didn't see too where we brought up in the previous game in game five is that the offensive rebounding for the Milwaukee Bucks. How many times have we seen in game six, literally yeah. four Suns players standing there and Pat <laughs> Connington would run in or some random Bobby Portis. Wait, just wait, let me ask you this real, real quick, real quick. Guess who had the most rebounds on the Suns for game six? Who had the most rebounds for the Suns? Chris Paul. No, Jay Crowder. See, you didn't even guess. You, you didn't even guess Aiden. That's how bad it is. You didn't even guess Aiden. You guessed Chris Paul. That's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Well, I mean, Aiden, Aiden just played really bad. He played so bad that night. Yeah, twelve and six. Also, but. just to kind of like preempt it, we're here. We're recording this Thursday night. This is two days after the Milwaukee Bucks have won mm-hmm. the NBA championship because we wanted time to digest and like gather. <coughs> get, excuse me, and gather our thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just just to kind of take this all in. So aside from the offensive rebounding of the Milwaukee Bucks and lack of defensive rebounding for the Phoenix Suns, it was just bad defense all around for the Suns. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, the one thing I wanted to point it out, Giannis, he he was in his bag, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the he'll take it from the top of the key, do a little dribble, pound it down low, go to a spin move, whatever. If you notice with DeAndre Ayton, when he know like he knows what Giannis is gonna do, he knows it. So he tries to body Giannis, but the way he does it is he he throws his shoulder when Giannis goes into that spin move. He throws his shoulder, and that gives Giannis more space and time yeah. to get a hook shot up or a little you know floater up. But think about it: if you played proper defense. You know Giannis is coming at you. Take it in the chest. I know it's going to hurt, but you got to take it in the chest. DeAndre, get your hands up. Because think Mm -hmm. about it. If your hands are already up and he's trying to go for that shot, your hands are up. All you have to do is just go like this to get a hand on it or to contest it as as opposed to throwing your shoulder into it and then having to bring your arms up. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why he was doing that. Um, And plus, you you only play Torrey Craig one minute in this game. Like, I think he's been probably... The better defender on Giannis than Aiden personally, like like mm-hmm. he's been he. I mean, looking from you know observing the, the whole series, like he's had a few, a few stops of like you know containing Giannis. Then you put in Frank Kaminsky, you know, to to try to slow him down because because Aiden needs rest. Aiden has fouls and stuff, and that that doesn't work either. You know, Frank is just you know too. Uh, he gave you something offensively. Yes, he, he gave did. you something more than DeAndre did. <laughs> Did he though? Hold on. No, he had six points that game. I mean, it was a, yes, but a few was like a key buckets, how, but yes, yes. Mm-hmm. How many? How many did DeAndre end with? Twelve, and then Frank had six. Twelve. Okay. All right. <laughs> but still, like, it's not a custom. It's not what we're accustomed to seeing from DeAndre Ayton, where in the first yeah. two games he's going off for you know twenty plus points. You know did, what I mean? Did he almost have a twenty twenty? That's honestly what killed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like a twenty and seventeen or something like that. Yeah, yeah. What was that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, man. It is is you feel bad for the Phoenix Suns, but I think their lack of experience kind of was exposed. Mm-hmm. You could say the same for Milwaukee because this is their first time in the NBA Finals. However, they've been through the playoffs before. They've had heartbreak before. They got bounced. You know, they were up two zero against the Toronto Raptors in twenty nineteen. Raptors go on to win the NBA championship. Mm-hmm. And then in 2020, they get blown out by the Miami Heat in the first round. 
See, but I don't know. Like, is that a good excuse considering that they were up 2-0 to begin with, the Phoenix Suns? Like, I think they just kind of choked in a sense. I just think that they weren't ready for how Milwaukee was going to respond. I think they could they were under the impression that what they did in the first two games was enough to get them through the next two. Mm. And that's not how the NBA finals works. There's constant adjustments and props to coach Bud because even on this show we we've, we've ridiculed him for lack of adjustments, but you saw throughout the course of the of the series there's adjustments. Mm. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the Phoenix Suns did not make adjustments, or if they did, they didn't execute. <clears throat> right, right. Which kind of brings me to, to one of the points I wanted to make, or one of the questions that I had was, in my opinion, especially for game six, I feel like the only Phoenix Sun who showed up was Monty Williams. In all honesty. No, no, no. You mean Scott and, Foster. Not playing now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was even frustrated with Devin Booker because, like, the you know, the day before or whatever, he's saying, don't compare me to Kobe and all this stuff and the whole nine yards. He looked like a deer in the headlights in some possessions offensively. There was one play where he somehow got wide open under the rim. I think it was Chris Paul fed him the ball. Mm-hmm. He was literally under the rim. Nobody around him. The defender like flew by trying to steal the pass or whatever. All he had to do was go straight up with like a reverse layup, mm-hmm. but he hesitated. He got there. He looked, he looked around and then they collapsed on him and then ended up with nothing. Yeah. And it was very reminiscent of the game five situation where in the closing minutes, what does he do? He drives to the, to the paint instead of attacking, he hesitates. And then drew holiday steals the ball away from him. Mm-hmm. I think same it's with Chris Paul, too. Things. Chris Paul was very pass-first this series. Didn't really want to score. Yeah, like, oh, for first. sure. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. I'm still fully convinced that he has some type of injury, which is Probably. why he, yeah. he delegated a lot of the offense to others as opposed to really taking, with the exception of that like one quarter that you know in game six where mm-hmm. he kind of took over. I mean, he was a sounds like a scorer. So. with that, too that game I, I was getting frustrated with that too because coming out of halftime i'm like why isn't chris paul getting the ball back like why isn't he attacking why is he deferring to other people when it works so well in the second quarter mm-hmm. that was really frustrating like to me in my opinion um quickly let's just talk about let's talk about winners winners of the series not named Giannis. okay i have, I have a list of a few winners from the series do you do any come to mind for you aside from Giannis? Um, okay, I'm trying to think of the ones that you you probably have, so I can counter with that. Um, I'm gonna say campaign. I mean, he's probably been like you know the entire playoffs in general, but like he's really proven himself to be part of this league. You know, after all that okay. he's really been been going through. Um, honestly, he didn't really show up the series in the finals when he should have, but you know, people now know that campaign somewhat is a decent you know good player um he had a decent game six he did he did actually yeah he was probably the most productive bench player in game six for the suns um in terms of the bucks i do have to say i mean you probably had to sue but yeah um drew and uh chris because okay you know they've kind of been underappreciated or overlooked as star players in this league but you know drew's defense has been impeccable for probably the whole series. And then Chris in the most clutch moments. And when he's the most tired, you see him like really like drowning in the sweat. Like he's sweating a lot. 
And uh, you see him making these clutch shots over and over again. It's crazy. Um, But I suspect that you have, you know, other options besides those three. Who do you got? Well, I'll just tack on to to Drew Holiday. Props to Drew Holiday because he got a lot of heat for not producing offensively. I mean, he had a great game five Mm -hmm. overall. Um, Game six, I think his main task was just to shut down D-Book. Don't let D-Book get going. Let Chris Paul score as much as he wants. Just shut him down. Um, much props to, to Drew Holiday because he joins his wife in being a champion. She plays professional soccer. Um, right, right. You know, they're, they're a power couple. Championship championship couple. Some names I wanted to throw out there. Winners of this NBA Finals. <clears throat> the first one being Coach Bud. <laughs> yeah, I missed that. He was... Half an inch from being no longer a coach. If they, uh-huh. if KD made that three pointer, he would have been fired. Somebody else would have been brought in to coach the Milwaukee Bucks. But because he won, he beat the Nets, he beat the Hawks, he's an NBA champion. He's now guaranteed to be the head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks for at least, you know, a couple, couple more years. He bought himself some time. Mm-hmm. So, I consider him a winner of this NBA Finals. Somebody else I consider a winner of this NBA Finals would be Torrey Craig. <laughs> Torrey Craig, regardless of what the outcome was, he gets a ring. Maybe that's why he didn't play. Oh, he only played one minute. Maybe that's why. He knew, like, yeah, that's why. I'll just, I'll just sit down. It doesn't matter. <laughs> regardless, he, he gets an NBA champ. He gets a ring. Mm-hmm. Um, PJ Tucker. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Pretty much a no-show offensively, but I mean, he, he brought something to the table. Bobby Portis, four Sorry. years, four different teams. The uh, the Clay Thompson meme of like when he's like in the bench, just like sitting like this. And it's like when, you're, when your whole group, <laughs> yes. when your whole group does the, all the work and you just sit back yep. and get the A. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Portis, crazy eyes. You know, he, he, four different teams over the last four years. And here he is. He's an NBA champion. Mm-hmm. Um, my my personal favorite, Malika Andrews is a is a is a winner yes. of this NBA Finals. Oh, yes. she was awesome, man. She was Great. awesome with her sideline reporting, her interviews, classy, uh, very informative. I Always thought she did elegant. an amazing job. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I think she this is going to be hers for a long time to come. You know, I, I really hope I, I really hope they give it to her. Um, somebody else that I think is a winner from all of this would also have to be Brent Chris Forbes? Paul. Even though <laughs> <laughs> even though he lost, right? Yeah. Game six, he scored enough. He proved enough that I don't think it really tarnished his legacy that they lost. Mm-hmm. But I feel that he showed that he can perform even though he didn't play well the, the previous games. I don't think it hurt his chances of of being like, you know, this top point guard all time i don't think it diminishes his career by any means um quickly before before we move on i just wanted to add uh in regards to pj tucker the other reason why i think he's a winner of this nba finals is because he was able to beat all of his former teammates throughout the course of this playoffs (laughs) he beat trevor reason round one he beat james harden in the eastern conference finals yep semifinals rather he beat Clint Capella in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then he beat Chris Paul. 
So props, <laughs> props to PJ Tucker, man. He's chilling. He didn't really do anything, but um, also before we move on, I just want to give props to, to Monty Williams. I mentioned earlier how he was the only Phoenix Sun who showed up for game six and to have the class to go into the opposing locker room after losing the NBA finals mm-hmm. to give them due props and to thank them for making him a better coach. You know, I, I learned a lot about Monty Williams over the last few weeks and the type of history that he's had, the things he's had to overcome. Uh, just a good person, good yep. overall human being, you know, uh, props to him. We're joined now by Lawrence. What's up, Lawrence? Hey. How you been, man? Sorry, I'm late, but <laughs> there he I'm is. here. It's all good, no, bro. You, that's right. You're on that Filipino time, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Um, so now, now that you're here, I, I just kind of want to jump into this with you, Lawrence, and then we'll get Nat's take on it. Stephen Jackson, right? Well, well, let me let me back up a little bit. After Giannis w- wins the NBA Finals and the you know he's post game conference, whatever, he mentions or he states that. He could have gone to a super team. He was about to name the super team, but he didn't. He could have gone to a super team. He could have teamed up with Luka Doncic. He could have not signed the extension and go play in Miami. You know, he could have gone no, to not there. with his with his <laughs> with his brother uh Costas and play in, in LA. Golden State. But no. <laughs> he stays in Milwaukee, the team that drafted him, the team that took a chance on him, and he said that he could have joined a super team, but he didn't. They won it the hard way, and we did it. Mm-hmm. Steven Jackson, former NBA champion, says Giannis is on a super team. He has a closer, just like Shaq was the most dominant, but he had a closer in Kobe. And you have Drew Holiday, one of the best defenders in the game. So don't make it seem like your team is just a whole bunch of D-leaguers. First and foremost, Lawrence, what's your response to Steven Jackson's take? on Giannis playing on a super team. Well, that's that's just wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, like we've defined super team on this show before as a bunch of players like joining and uniting in one central team, right? Like we, for example, right. Miami Heat, right? LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade all teamed up. And then they added all these other role players. Um, right. They were talking about how Chris Middleton and Giannis, they came up in the league at the same time uh, with the Bucks, and they went through adversity together year after year and they were finally be able to put together this championship team. So, I mean, they just added Drew Holiday as a piece. They replaced him with um, Eric Bledsoe and I don't consider that a super team. They just got the right pieces and they made it work. And plus now what's your take? Yeah. So, so with, with Chris, you know, he has never been all NBA, right? And same with Drew. I don't think no, I don't think those no. have ever been all NBA. So you can't really count that as, you know, a, a super team player, you know, like and plus right. like, you know, b- before Tuesday when they won the, the, the chip, they had never been really um a big name. You know, like like Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, kind of like a uh, you know, good player, not a great or top ten player as we see KD, Kyrie, and James Harden being joined together. Those are three big names in one team that's a super team um mm-hmm. and yeah i mean other than that like but the bucks you know even though they do have a big three they're not really well two of them aren't big names like the, the nets or uh you know pippen jordan and uh, rodman you know it's just this is not the, the super team that uh that we're accustomed to 
<laughs> they Chris Middleton came to Milwaukee via trade after his rookie season. Detroit didn't want him. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee picked him up. A year later, Milwaukee drafts Giannis. Uh, last season, we all know Milwaukee gave up, you know, first round picks, all these different draft picks, and Drew Bledsoe for Drew Holiday. It's not like Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday were, you know, vacationing in Cancun. Like, hey guys, next summer, let's leave our respective teams and team up over <laughs> here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, especially for Chris and and for Giannis. In regards to Drew Holiday, this is a um, you know a reason why I feel like Drew Holiday is another winner of the series who's not named Giannis. Is there was a point in time not too long ago, a few weeks ago where everybody was like, you gave up a lot of draft picks for Drew Holiday and he's not producing. And yet here he is, an NBA champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's one of those things where I, I don't know where Steven Jackson is coming from. I don't know why he, he would have said something like that because think about super teams. Think about super teams and then compare those super teams to this year's Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> Do you think this year's Milwaukee Bucks would stand a chance against any of those super teams that just came to your mind? Nope. Nope. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, how, how could you say it's a super team? That, that baffles me. Um, he, he said, oh, you, you have a clutch, you know, you have a, a closer in, in Chris Middleton. He, he's clutch. I'll give him that. He's absolutely clutch. He didn't have a great game on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. He didn't. But he was clutch. Yep. Drew Holiday... He he gave you almost nothing offensively, but he gave you everything defensively. Think about like you know super teams like the the Warriors with KD and Curry and Clay, <laughs> or even the Lakers. You know you had Kobe, Shaq, Derek okay. Fisher. You had all these guys. <laughs> all right, all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I say. That's what I say. <laughs> it, it just it doesn't it doesn't compare. I thought I thought that was so out of left field, and I couldn't disagree with that statement more. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but of course, like. The so we talked about some of the winners, right? We talked about some of the winners from from this this NBA Finals, not named Giannis. Yeah. One more I'll throw in there, Thanasis. He's a winner. Yes. By default, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one you got to throw in. Let's too. talk about. <laughs> let's talk about losers. Who are the uh, obviously the Phoenix Suns lost, but who do you think takes the biggest hit by losing the NBA Finals? Like from the Phoenix Suns. Or just in general? Yeah. In general. Phoenix Suns mainly. Jay Crowder. But if you can think bum. of anybody outside. <laughs> <laughs> Jay really? Crowder. I'm glad. Yeah. Karma. Karma for him. Salsa dancing on the Lakers floor that one game. Oh, uh, they were uh, asked talking that trash. You know that. You know, it's just, just karma going back to him, you know? <laughs> that's, 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 that's what he gets. Um, <laughs> I know you're like, all right. Um, but, I mean, the, the big one is Chris Paul. I mean, this is the only chance to, to win a ring. And, you know, yeah. the yeah. the West will never be this open ever again. Mm-hmm. You have Clay coming back. You have hopefully healthy AD. Uh, Kawhi, probably not. But, you know, you got Luka on the rise. It's it's hard. Never again will this yeah. probably happen for the for a Western Conference team. So he's obviously the biggest loser here. Sorry, CP. But Lawrence, anybody come to mind for you? Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with uh, with Nat. It's got to be Chris Paul. This <laughs> big, big L. <laughs> Uh, he was our, he was up 2-0, man. He just needed to get two more wins before the Bucks got four. Two more wins. And he that's, all it, that's all they needed. Um, 
uh, for me, my, I think my biggest loser is Devin Booker. Oh, come. Uh, I, I know where this is going. Because <laughs> he has to travel to Tokyo with NBA champions Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Oh. He's going to have that long I thought flight. it was the uh, Kardashian curse. Yeah, that's but okay. what I thought. Well, that yeah. too. That too. <laughs> We'll throw that in, throw that in there too. But I was thinking more basketball terms. Imagine okay. you're on Team USA, your teammates just beat you in the NBA Finals, and you got to sit there and take it. Yeah, you I wonder why they have like I wonder why they chose those three players to be in the same you know team right after they've competed in the finals. Like that's uh, that's weird. Mm. Yeah, you know we'll we'll actually get into Team USA in, in a second here. But I, I just thought that was really funny. Um, Man, I feel bad for for Devin Booker. He's gonna have to sit through that. Um, before we move on, I just also want to throw out there another winner is the Miami Heat. I think Miami Heat were a winner in all of this. Oh my gosh, I'm about, I'm about to leave this call. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my reasoning, and Lawrence agreed with me on this. After Milwaukee beat Miami, I said I wanted Milwaukee to win it all <laughs> because at least they can justify it. Like, oh, at least we lost man. to the NBA champions. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> at least because they were getting blown out. Miami was getting blown out. Brandon Forbes, the, six threes, I think, in one game. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you get lit up by Brent Ford. <laughs> oh, on. my gosh. At least now it's justifiable, you know, like, yeah. okay, we lost to the, to the NBA uh, champions. You know what I mean? So. I had to throw Miami Heat in there. Wait, can, can, can I add one more thing? Out. Can I add one more thing? Sure. Um, so I saw this tweet earlier, and I thought it was really funny. Ready? It said, in hindsight, Blake yep. Griffin was probably the best offender on Giannis all postseason. Do we agree with that? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I don't no, think anybody see about it. They, they brought the Bucks to a Game 7. You know, you see, you see Aiden struggling against Giannis. You see... I guess Capella was the main defender on him, and he was struggling. <laughs> he he got blown out. So I mean, I mean, who's who's really left? Blake had somewhat of a good stance on Lawrence, right? I mean, I guess, but I mean, he didn't do a good job either. I mean, <laughs> game yeah. seven, he bro. did the best worst I'm job. Just <laughs> <laughs> yes. Failed successfully. <laughs> oh man, you know, what he did. I got a I got a winner and a loser to add to. Okay, and that's gonna be that um uh, that Chick Fil A in Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, they're yes. A, they're a winner because of the big order that Giannis got, bringing in some money and all the the customers. But right. a loser because, yeah, right. man, that traffic had to have been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you see how many people were there, man? Yeah, you know, I actually bought Chick Fil like A after that. Did Sorry, you just confess? I did. Yeah, man, I want to try that uh, half sprite, half lemonade, no ice. I want to know if that's like actually good. Yes, that's what he ordered along with the yeah. 50 piece. Yeah, it sounded interesting. Yeah, that's what he ordered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Giannis drink now. Apparently, oh, so heck. When when we do the Space Jam review, let's all sit around together. We'll watch it while having half sprite, half lemonade. There we go. Guys say, I'm down. You guys down? Oh, I'm, yes. I'm I'm down for it. Um, let's kind of, again, all props to the Milwaukee Bucks. We kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the season, especially myself, because I was really emphasizing it. I'm kind of with the old school way of thinking where defense wins championships. And you saw tonight, Pat Connington, sorry, tonight, you saw Tuesday night, Pat Connington, Drew Holiday, even Chris Middleton, Giannis with the five blocks. 
PJ Tucker. You're getting, you're getting defense from everybody. Bobby Portis. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Portis. PJ Tucker with the goose yeah. egg, but you know, he's Again. a headache on the defensive end. Um moving on to let's let's, let's kind of dive quickly into some of our hot takes because one of the things that's emerged ever since the NBA finals has come to a conclusion is Nats team, the LA Lakers and their hunt for a veteran point guard. CP, where you at? Namely, <laughs> Chris Paul oh. and or Russell Westbrook. Nat, who would you rather have? CP3 or Russ? Oh. I'd rather have Goran Dragic, but uh no, I'm kidding. I'm what the? the guy. Uh, I was just kidding. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. <laughs> no, no, no. He's, he's a, a heat culture guy. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's, he's one of the options too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. um, from those two, I pick CP3. I mean, he has a, probably a better, not three-point shot, but a better jump shot in general than Russ. Um, I think Russ, mm-hmm. you know, he, he he does pass the ball, obviously, Russ. But I think in a more strategic way, does Chris Paul pass the ball than Russ? Um, he's more of a floor general, I think, than Russ is. And plus, you know, C- CP and LeBron are boys. You know, that, that chemistry is going to be on point next season if he joins the Lakers. I know I want a Dame, but... Um, at this point, you know, considering that CCP has lost, he needs to win. All right, he's thirty-seven years old, and the only way to do that is with LeBron. That's the, the only proven, way. the proven <laughs> the way. Only way. Yeah, it, it is. It is. We've seen it. You know, so uh, I'm gonna go with that. Lawrence, you're the LA Lakers. You have a decision to make. Yeah, you're gonna pull the trigger on Russ West Westbrook or CP3. Okay, so that's actually tricky. Um, you know, the easy answer is Chris Paul to be able to win mm-hmm. now. But if you're thinking like long-term, right, 80 is the future of the team. LeBron maybe has a few more years left in, 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 in him. And then if you sign CP3, you know, same thing, only a few more years. Russell Westbrook, is he's from LA. I mean, he wants, I can see him staying in the LA area. If you're thinking long-term, you can pair Russell Westbrook and AD and for years to come, you know, that could be the next Shaq sure. and Kobe. So, I Epic mean, roll? I would... I don't know. I would kind of look into Russell Westbrook. He's not that far of a drop off from Chris Paul. Um, and then right. you'd be good for years to come. I would say just because I, I really want him to win a ring, <laughs> you know, if I'm the Lakers, I would, I would try to go for Chris Paul, but I, I truly believe that Chris Paul is going to sign or resign rather with the Phoenix suns. Mm-hmm. No, no New York seems- Knicks possibility there or no. I think that's more for Dame. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he stayed. Yeah. I like that. What's, what's the report I mean, now? I don't know. Okay. So the latest I heard, right? The latest rumors I've heard, or there's some strong um, feelings or, yeah, just intuition, if you will, that the Sixers and the Blazers are going to make some sort of trade to get Dame into Philly. Really? Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Pierce bomb? I would I would not do that. I would not do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what Dame Lillard should do, honestly. I mean, like, in my honest opinion, I feel like his, his best option, just go to Golden State. That's your hometown. No, People no, no. love you there. You get to play alongside <laughs> Steph Curry. The two best shooters in the league in one oh. team? Yeah, no. I'm sorry, three, three. now with Clay? Heck. Yeah. 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 And they get James Wiseman yeah. back. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, Clay Thompson returns. I don't like yeah. that. 
So, so you fully support a super team being created. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't support it. I'm saying what's best for Dame. Oh, okay, sure. sure. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I get it. He would get so much hate if, if I'm if he would. If I want him to form a super team, I tell him to come to Miami. That's where you're going to form a super team with uh, Dame, Jimmy, and uh, Bam Adebayo. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. Wow, with the serious face. That was impressive. I like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> also, nobody caught it, but when I said uh and Clay Thompson returns, I was trying to indicate that the three shooters would be Steph, Dame, and Danny Green. Not Danny Green. Draymond Green. Green. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god. Yeah. You know, why help the Florida when he breaks it? And yeah. you'll have Ubre too. <laughs> splash brethren. Splash Brothers. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Um, speaking of of Danny Green, let, let's let's kind of take a quick right turn to uh, Team USA because Danny and I no, no, talked Jim about Green. this. Sorry, Jim on Green. You said Danny. Did Green. I say I Danny like, again? You did. I was like, wait, what? I'm Jim so on. sorry. Okay. I don't know sorry. why. <laughs> I'm Andre One. You guys know what I meant. Yeah. Um, uh, Nat and I tried to talk about this last week before we had tech issues, but. Team USA, you know, uh, Kevin Love no longer with the team. There was um, – who was the other one that, that ended Bradley up Bradley Beal. Yes. Bradley Beal. That was from And we were talking about potential mm-hmm. uh, players to replace them. Obviously, now we have um, – what's his name? Keldon Johnson Ke- uh, and JaVale McGee. Keldon Johnson and JaVale McGee, right? Yikes. <laughs> but prior to Keldon Johnson and JaVale McGee being on the team, Lawrence, I, I kind of asked Nat – who he would have to fill those spots. So prior to Keldon and JaVale being there, who would you personally like to have seen on Team USA's <laughs> roster? Two players. Just give me two. Oh, this is going to be dumb, but LeBron and... Uh... <laughs> and AD. <laughs> there we go. That's what I like to hear, Lords. <laughs> you want to win? You want oh, that gold medal? <laughs> Sign him. LeBron and Steph. Heck Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Pop was oh, saying that, goodness. oh, if, if KD turned down my offer, I'll do anything to get him on the team. <laughs> Where's that with LeBron? Where's that with Steph? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, so, Lawrence, let me let me get your take on this. This is who I suggested, right? Yeah. To replace, to replace Kevin Love, Zion Williamson. I mean, I like it. <laughs> to replace Bradley Beal, I said LaMelo Ball. Well, I don't like that one. That's thank uh, you. Thank really, you. he would get so much hate in Japan. He's gonna get like <laughs> get in trouble. He's gonna. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know he would. I'm talking. I'm talking about just. I'm just talking about purely on the court. Like imagine him playing with super mega stars. How many assists he would rack up? <sighs> how many fancy passes we would see? I know, but we don't need fancy. Oh, we I need think he would have a field wins. day. I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> well, I'm, think I, about it because you don't have a true point guard on Team USA. Lamelo is a true point guard. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, that's that's would, my argument. I would pick. I would pick Jaw and Trey over Lamelo Ball any day. I think. Yeah. Also, also, it's Lamelo's, I guess, persona. You know, like you yeah. know, because of his dad and Leangelo. Like I don't know. Like maybe maybe those are factors in it as well. Oh, but man. I I just don't see it. Like he's not a star just yet. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, uh, Olympic level just yet not you know he's kind of a star but 
But then, yeah, but there's Kelvin Johnson on uh, the roster, you know. so it's like, uh... <laughs> actually, let, let, let's kind of move on to that. I, I was, did you guys see when Kelvin Johnson and JaVale McGee joined Team USA? They they beat Argentina and they beat Spain, right? Uh, Spain probably one of the more difficult teams to beat. Did you guys see anything from those games? I did not watch those games. No. I'll be honest with you. Keldon Johnson is awesome. He is so good. Yeah. He showed up so during he, the, the first game, I believe, with Darius Garland. Like, they, they had some good minutes there, I think. Right, right. And then, in especially especially against Spain, Keldon Johnson is, of course, he plays in the Spurs system, so he knows how Greg Popovich works. But when you watch Team USA play, it's a lot of ISO ball. That's a lot of pick and ISO, pick and ISO, Dame going off, KD going off. Keldon Johnson is the only guy moving off ball. And against international play, against the best in the world, you need off ball movement. And that's what you're going to get from Keldon Johnson. Just him. That's what well, I like screwed. to see. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like that's a, you know, I, I wasn't, at first I was confused. I'm like, who's Keldon Johnson? But after watching him play a couple of games, I'm all for it. I like it. I like what I see. I like Keldon Johnson. Mm-hmm. Give me more. Here's my other point that I kind of wanted to bring up in terms of Team USA. Why not let um, players who are coming into the NBA draft, players who are coming into the NBA in general, be part of Team USA? They used to do it in the past. Think about like an Evan Mobley. You need a center. You need size for Team USA. Kind of get them going right away. Evan Mobley is a center for Team USA. Cade Cunningham, he's going to be a potential number one overall draft pick. He's a great floor general. He knows how to run an offense, and he can get you buckets, which is what Team USA needs is a floor general because they don't have a true point guard. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why not get one either of those guys? What, do you guys have any takes on allowing collegiate players play for Team USA? Because they used to do it in the past. What's yeah. your guys' takes on that? Maybe, maybe the chemistry aspect. I don't know, like just like straight up just throwing them into the water basically and saying, all right, do your thing. Yeah. With basically like the top, well, some of the top 15 players in the league. It's like, I don't know, it's tough. Cause I mean, now, wait, so you, you, do you think that Drew Holiday is a true point guard or no? No. Okay. But at least you have Drew and Chris there with some kind of chemistry. Um, and then you yes. have, so I mean, with that, there's some hope in a point guard being, you know, good. Obviously, Dame isn't really a two-point guard either. He's just a shooter, basically. Mm-hmm. Number two. Right. But I don't know. With the whole college thing, it's it's tough. Like, you know, having these players basically, like, also with a lot of pressure as well as, an, you know, in the Olympics, like, yeah. doing their thing with the best players in the NBA on the biggest stage of sports, basically. It's tough. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was their thinking behind that. Well, I mean, my, my argument for that is like you're you're potentially the number one overall draft pick and you're clearly one of the best collegiate players to come out of the draft. How much more when you're playing alongside superstars and all-stars, how much easier it would be for you to get assists, to get into a flow of a game as opposed to doing it all yourself because you don't have good players around you on your college team, at least NBA caliber players, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was just my way of thinking. It's kind of like, think about it. You're playing, you're playing pickup basketball. Let's say it's you and your friend, and there's three guys that are already there. It's like, hey, we need two more guys. You guys want to run with us? You're like, oh yeah, sure. And like these guys are like six, six, you know, six three, six four. They play. I'm gonna get you know, no touches. Basketball. 
exactly <laughs> which you're gonna win you know I mean? yeah <laughs> you're gonna they're gonna make you better because you're, you're obviously gonna get wins but i think <laughs> okay experience but i don't know piggybacking off of that right pick up i mean this is like just going off your analogy, right? You go join these people at six six, and you know they're playing on like the collegiate team, right? But you're like a scrub, so <laughs> you mess up, they are going to yell at you, you know, like that. Like Matt said, that chemistry is not there, um, and I think it's right. just like that. I guess pace of play, you know, going from college, college level to professional level, I think it's very different. Yeah, and then the, the rules of FIBA too. Yes, different exactly. Rules. So I mean, right, just being thrown in that, it's just I think it's. Too much all at once for them to go. And like Nat said again, um, the pressure to represent your country like that, I think it's save it for, you know, seasoned professionals. Point taken, point taken. Um, I guess kind of to to wrap up today's podcast, Milwaukee is going to be entering next season as the the favorites to, you know, go back to back, just like every team is every year. It was the Lakers this past season. Lawrence, who do you think is going to be the favorite to win it all next year? We'll do early, early, early predictions for next season. I believe it's going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. What? <laughs> I do. I do. What? How? They can't stay healthy. They have no bench. I think they're going to sign whoa, a bunch whoa. of guys. With the rest, they're going to have. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. We're good. Oh, my goodness. By the way, um, <laughs> on, on FanDuel, not that I know. Uh, the the betting uh, favorites to win next season are the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, just, I did see just, that. Just saying. That's who I was going to pick. I was going to pick oh, okay, the okay, Brooklyn okay. Nets to win it all next you said, year. You said yeah. Bucks. I was like, wait a minute. Like They're probably the third. Yeah, yeah. The they're, the, they're the third. It's yeah. Nets. No, I mean, Lakers, not, not, not from a gambling standpoint, but I'm talking about oh, okay, like, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm assuming that you have the Lakers being the favorites next year for you. Yeah, I just I just can't see Brooklyn unless they do like some major major moves off season. But I do have the Lakers. I have Brooklyn. You're gonna have a full, healthy, completely healthy KD, Harden, Kyrie. Joe's gonna get that the that bad taste out of his mouth. You know, having a bad no, he's not. Uh, semis. I think he will. Um, you're gonna get. I mean, you you had guys like Bruce Brown. You know. Claxon, these guys stepped up over the course of a season. They're only going to get better. My, I think the key factor would be Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't yes. know what they're going to do with Spencer. If they if they keep Spencer Dinwiddie, Ooh. it's a wrap. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's going to be a wrap. Um, with with no true center. Or so I, I have I have the Brooklyn defensive stopper. Okay, okay. Surprise! I mean, you know, you got, you got, you got you know, Claxon. Heat. You got well. What happened to Miami Heat? Huh? What happened? Andre Jordan. I mean, <laughs> Miami. Listen, they're they're a couple pieces away. You know, they're they're gonna figure something out. They'll be contender for sure. You know, they could be a, a close second piece. You know, okay, maybe not that high. They'll probably be like four or five again, but maybe six. <laughs> Definitely top eight. <laughs> Definitely top eight. Top eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, hopefully. Uh, no, but I just think you know the East is going to be easier unless Milwaukee does some crazy off-season signings. You don't know what Philly's going to do because they don't know what Philly doesn't even know what they're going to do. So I feel like that whole situation is a debacle. The only other teams that could potentially give you issues would be like the Atlanta Hawks, the New York Knicks, um, Miami Heat. 
other than that, I feel like it's going to be smooth sailing for for the Brooklyn Nets to get to the to the finals. Whereas the West is going to be it's the same competitive West that we see every single year. You got team players that are coming back healthy, especially Golden State, the whole nine yards. You just never know. I, I feel like Brooklyn is an easy shoe in for favorite for next season. Also, Boston. You have to throw Boston in there. Boston's always a contender every year. Man, where where are these takes going? They're just <laughs> they're going everywhere right now. Oh, no, the Hornets in there. Just saying, and then the, oh, bottom man. line, throwing throw the Rockets too in the in the bottom West. line. Yeah. yeah, I mean you know the Orlando Magic could potentially be in, in the running for. I'm just hey, Markel Fultz is coming um, back. No, bottom man. line. <laughs> bottom line, I have I have Brooklyn. I have Brooklyn as the early favorites for me. Why not the Lakers? Um, they're just not deep enough. I feel like they're 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 one superstar away, and they're also not deep enough. At least Brooklyn, they have three superstars. But they're not deep either. Who's in their bench? Yeah. But you have three superstars. <laughs> All right. LeBron counts as two. Yeah. AD counts as two. So oh you have four on that gosh. team. And then they'll sign you know. another one, you know, Chris Paul. Yeah. If, if, if LA if LA can find another superstar, then maybe. Maybe, maybe Nets Lakers finals. Other okay. than that, I, I, I don't see it happening. Um, before we go, is there any last-minute things that you guys wanted to add? Lawrence, do you have anything else you want to throw in there? Nat? I'm good. All right. Well, that concludes it for another episode of Hot Take. Um, thank you again for listening. Stay tuned for our next podcast, which will be coming out next week. Until then, everybody stay safe, stay healthy. We'll catch you guys next time. This has been a Fuse Podcast original produced by yours truly, Nat, with music by Johnny C.